You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. How about that game, gentlemen? Along, Ooh. I know, right? This is good. Just get straight into it because that was extremely exciting, uh, and it gives me a lot of hope for the future. Chris, James, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling about that game? Very good, Chris. Happy. Like how I'm. I, I am also very happy. So I think the the best thing about this game was just everything just seemed to click for the Dallas Stars today. Mm-hmm. Everything just seemed to click. The only thing that I had to say negative about it, just because it didn't, you know, we didn't score any goals on it, was the power play. And we didn't even need it. <laughs> yep. yep. Agreed. So yeah. Everything else just totally clicked. And it started with the lineup. I mean, we slot in Dodonov, and this is the first game that Domi plays in. And literally just the entire lineup, it just feels like drops into place. And it's just exactly where you want it. Fox is back on the fourth line again. Delandre is on the fourth line. The fourth line was fantastic tonight. I think those guys being in that spot, it that makes them one of the best fourth lines in the game. And when uh, – why did I just forget his name? Uh our other fourth liner who wins a lot of faceoffs, Glenn Denning. Glenn Denning. When, when Glenn Denning gets back, it's going to be one of the best fourth lines in hockey. I mean, it is so dominant. They are so good on the forecheck. And now with Del- Delandre on that line, they have a real scoring threat too. So I am very excited about the fourth line with the addition of Domi and Dodonov. So this was pointed out to us by James. James actually texted us and let us know. I think this was probably the most amazing stat of the day. All four lines contributed in the offense today. All four lines. It was awesome. So, so James, when when did you notice that? Is that just something you saw? Uh, or something after you after uh, Fox attempted the Lindell shot, I realized that all four lines had scored. <laughs> and I went yep. back and checked, and I was like, yep, all four lines scored. It was, I mean, and really what it was, it was the fourth line. It looked great all night, and then they scored finally. I was like, I think that's that makes it all the lines scoring. <laughs> yep, for sure. What I really enjoyed about with this game in particular, and I I tweeted this after the first period, that lack of a killer instinct specifically that I've been talking about for about a week, maybe even two weeks, you could even look back at even a month. It was there in the first period. I mean, it was 100% there in the first, everything, absolutely everything. Again, the only thing was the power play, okay? Fine, we didn't score on the power play, but we it was three to one going into the first intermission. And I I tweeted this out. I have not seen the stars play like this in months, especially in the first yeah. period. It, this was the December stars. This is this is this is how we were rolling so hard. And I that's all I was thinking in the first period too, Ryan. I was like, man, Ryan is probably so happy because he always complains about his starting slow and he's always complaining about the killer instinct. We start fast in probably the biggest game of the season so so far. And 
blow it out on a national stage. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's the first game against the actual Colorado Avalanche. I mean, the last two yeah. times we played them, half their team was hurt. Well, when we say the actual Colorado Avalanche, and they're still missing two gigantic forwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Just a crazy rough year for them. Well, so here's the thing, though, is you do have to roll with the punches as injuries. I mean, they're going to happen. Yeah. And thankfully, they haven't happened for the Stars as much. And we've been missing Kivaranta and Glenn Denning a lot. And us going out there and getting two forwards in Max Domi and Evgeny Dodonov, it's helped us out a ton. And so, I mean, that that puts Kiviranta as the 13th forward, I think, when he comes back, which, I mean, it sucks for him, but that's just the way that it is. Um, I really wanted to talk about, and you already kind of mentioned it a little bit, Chris, was, but the fourth line was by far, in my opinion, the best line in the game tonight. And they might not have been getting all the scoring chances and stuff like that. But at the beginning of the game, the very beginning of the game, it was the fourth line that got it started. And I, literally, as soon as they started in the offensive zone, they were able to change out to the first line. The first line got out there. And then Robertson gets the first goal of the game, and it just starts the pace for the rest of the game. So I have to give full marks and full credit to the fourth line. I thought they were one of our best lines today. Yeah, they were, they were definitely fantastic. I'll give them full credit for it, even though I did my little face at that because our first line did score three goals. So that's a little <laughs> tough. But <laughs> our fourth line was exceptional tonight, especially when we've been badgering them the past couple of weeks. And yeah, it was really I mean, good. It, everything happened with what we were expecting to the lines and the fourth line just exceeded what we normally expect from them. Exactly, exactly. And well, well exceeded it too. Well exceeded by a lot. But And then here's the thing that we've also been talking about with the fourth line. With Delandria and Foxa in particular, those two were playing up in the lineup, probably in roles that they shouldn't have been playing in, right? So, I mean, Foxa goes from the second line to the fourth line, and he looks fantastic on the fourth line. I mean, Amazing. I mean, it, it's a lot for a fourth liner. It, true, Chris, $3 million, but he scored today. He's an amazing penalty killer. You, you can almost guarantee you're going to win a faceoff if he's at, in the faceoff dot. And it, it just everything that seemed to work with that fourth line worked. And then with Delandria, we haven't really seen him a lot on the fourth line this season. He's mostly been slotted in as a middle six forward, but it really worked for him today. I mean, I, I think it kind of highlighted the best parts of his game, being able to play on the fourth line with Roddick Foxa. Yeah, and Absolutely. you think about how that line played, even with Kiwi on it, that line just hunts pucks and they outwork the other team. They That's what they did with Kiwi and Glendening Fox all playing on that line earlier in the season. They just hunted every single puck down, played the entire shift in the opponent's zone, and that's what they did tonight. Kind of on the flip side of some of this stuff, talking about how we started off really well, and I was elated at the end of the first period. I'm like, if we can play like this, we can win the Stanley Cup. This this team is the one that, win, that can win the Stanley Cup. The problem is, is we haven't seen it consistently through the season, and Boy, did we have a big down, uh, big downturn, in, especially in February. Looks like we're kind of out of it, and I would argue that, especially with this win today, we're out of that slump. Definitely out of it. 4-0-1 in the past five. We're out of it. <laughs> and some people could look at our record and say, okay, well, you beat Chicago, who traded everything away, and then you also beat the Arizona Coyotes, who, again, traded everybody away. And we also you can't say anything about this Golden game. Knights, the Golden Knights <laughs> yeah. and the Avalanche, too. I mean, that's in this five-game stretch. 
and you beat those two bad teams when everything is going against you. All the bounces were against us, and we still found a way to scrap out those wins. Tonight we get like one or two bounces. I would even say Colorado got more bounces than we did. Two, their first two goals, I mean, that is so lucky. And we still just blow them out of the water. It doesn't matter. We just took control of the game. So the the next thing I kind of wanted to discuss was how physical they came out in this game today. I mean, they absolutely, they didn't just hit. They destroyed everybody that they could. Everybody and anybody. Hawkenpaw, Ben, Delandria. Where the heck did this Delandria. come from? Two big hits. <laughs> so just, the I love that they played physical, but it wasn't because they weren't controlling the puck. Sometimes uh, there's a lot of announcers that say, oh, well, the team that, you know, has more hits than the other team is normally the team that loses, right? That's not the case today. And especially with the way they played on the physical side of the game, it set the tone for the entire game. So I loved how how well they did that today. Yeah, it announced the presence and it made sure everybody knew that this was a playoff-style game, that this was not going to be your run-of-the-mill regular season uh, matinee. <laughs> I want to get to the second goal as well because the second goal kind of led me to believe this this other point that i've been talking about just throw the puck at the net and they did that i mean the first two shifts from the fourth line and the top line i mean as soon as they got the puck and there was at least some sort of daylight <laughs> even if it was minuscule they were throwing it at georgiev and they were getting bounces they were getting chances and that's something you have to do when you know that you're not getting every bounce going your way, just throw it at the net and just see what happens. If it, if it gets blocked, not, great. You might get a rebound on it. Not just see what happens. Throw it at the net, then jump at the net. Dive at the net. <laughs> Smack the puck in. Do whatever it takes. And that's definitely what they did tonight. Well, and specifically with that second goal, I mean, Miro's shot, it, it wasn't anything fantastic. But he got it through the, the first man. And there was so much traffic in front because the stars were just there ready to crash the net that Georgiev never had a chance. He never saw it. I mean, I, I thought for sure it got tipped. No, it didn't get tipped at all. They they were calling it uh, someone else's goal for a second. I was like, no, I, I don't think that got tipped. And then for the, for the third goal, we got to talk about two players who finally get the monkey off their backs. Goodness gracious, six alive. Talk about the first one. Um, Joe Pavelski made it 3-1 in the first period. That is... It, that's got to be goal of the year candidate. I mean, it has to be. It was all three forwards touched it. It was a tic-tac-toe play. It was 3v5. Did you see that? All five Avalanche yeah. were back. All five of them. And yet, he, it, 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 he can't even get it on his, uh, on his stick, Pavelski can't. He gets it on his skate, stops the puck with his skate, and then deposits it into the back of the net. Fantastic and through play. the Fights through the defender, too. I mean, that took some muscle to get. That was some old man strength right there is what that was, to get his stick back onto that puck. And it's a it's a crazy pass across from Robertson, too, to even it's see disgusting. the to see that lane. I mean, he passes it through three people, it looked like. Nasty. It was just absolutely fantastic watching that play. I, I, I did. I saw I saw him open and I'm like, no way. He's finally going to do it like a split second in my head. And I just slowly started stand, stood up, and then it was in the back of the net. It was fantastic. <laughs> that that was then, the big goal for me, too, honestly, mm -hmm, because yeah. that, that was a minute after the Avs scored theirs. I was like, oh, dang, we're going to let the Avs back in the game. And then 
sink nope. one like that goodness no, no. <laughs> yeah right and it, and it wasn't just like how it was scored yes it was a dagger but it was the the timing of it you're exactly right james is because two minutes before the end of the first period you know maybe the colorado can feel better about themselves and they got a late goal and all right we're only down by one goal guys no they came the first top line came back and i mean made that play it was disgusting and and then that's the other thing that before i talk about the next player that pulled a monkey off of his back the top line was the best line for the Dallas Stars tonight. And and let's be honest, they've been good at points, but they have not been producing at the level that we've needed them to over the last, I wouldn't say the last two months, as a line, as a line, I should yeah, say. As a sure. Individually, yeah. like, Hintz has been doing really well. Robo has shown some flashes. Pavelski has had some pretty good opportunities with assists and passing and all that. But as a line today, they came forward and said, this is our game. This is a big game. And they dominated, which is exactly what we and, need. And what it felt like was missing the past month, month and a half was that passing that we've seen. The quick yeah. little short passes that they were making were so crisp earlier in the season. And we saw them back again tonight. The passes were just hitting. Yeah. Something we, about tonight, everything was just clicking. And that's why I think I, I credit so much of that to just scrapping out the two wins against Arizona and Chicago. I mean, yep. those were not pretty wins. But that nope. that gets your confidence rolling again. When you when you beat teams like that, like you're supposed to, you start you start getting that confidence back. Yeah, hundred percent. So getting to the next goal, Mason Marchment, welcome to the goal column again. For the <laughs> it only took thirty two games, but he's finally over it. And w when I saw him in the high slot, and there's like nobody around him, I'm like, please. Please <laughs> give it to us. He deposits it in the back of the net, and it was off of a Colorado turnover. Just fantastic play by the entire line all together. Great, great shot. We haven't even talked about Domi yet, but yeah. uh, March great, great play what? by Domi too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like a he, third assist right there. Yeah, yeah. Give give him the tertiary assist. <laughs> <laughs> but that puts the stars up four to one, and at this point, I'm feeling. A little bit more confident, but not still not super confident because, uh, like they mentioned, like they mentioned, it was uh, New Jersey. New Jersey was up five to one at one point, and New Colorado came back have, and it was five to four. New Jersey doesn't have a Jake Ottinger in net though, and they also don't have that. They don't have as good defense as we do, in my opinion. Yeah. Like did defense conference wise. teams, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible conference. Well, uh. Sagan had a chance off the rush, and uh, his shot got blocked by Devontae's, who had a really good game uh, for Colorado. He seemed to be one of the few players that was doing really well for Colorado. And I was thinking, oh, come on now. <laughs> and I, I forgot who mentioned it, but one of the announcers was like, everybody remember that save. Remember that block by Taves. That might come in handy later. And I was like, please don't make it be. <laughs> yeah. I didn't remember it. <laughs> I, I did. I did. But... And then uh, give credit to the fourth line again. Uh, Fox got a goal as well. And it, again, it was nothing spectacular from the fourth line. They, they literally deposit it into the into the zone. It's back in the corner. Foxa wins it. He throws it back up to the point. They take a point shot. Foxa gets the tip. That's all it was. And, and that's what we said a while ago that the fourth line needs to do. Like, they don't need to try and make those small passes like the first line does. They need to get to the point, and someone needs to shoot it. And we need to hope it goes in. And that's exactly what happened. We got to keep doing that. And then right after that goal, uh, Kincaid got pulled out. Georgiev got thrown in. And after that, 
for the last, I'd say, six, seven and a half-ish minutes, something like that. Colorado really started pushing, and Jay Gottinger kind of shut the door there in the, at the end of the second period. Yep, for sure. Three big saves in that last, like you said, eight minutes. Then that after those saves, I was like, okay, Otter's on, and we have a three-goal lead. Four-goal lead. Four-goal Four lead. Goal lead. My bad. Yeah, it's weird to say, right? We haven't had many of those. <laughs> so, in the, I mean, the third period, there wasn't really much to talk about. The Stars kind of took care of business, other than the end. The end kind of scared me a little bit. But uh, the Johnston goal, that was. That's that, that, that should never go in in a million years. Even Johnson was like, okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love your face, Chris. That's it at all. That's exactly how I would have responded. Yeah. How did that go in? Um, at the end of the game, uh, the Avalanche at least made it somewhat interesting with Cogliano getting a goal off a rebound. Again, just a simple play. And then uh, Rodriguez had a had a goal as well off the rush. It was a it was a pretty good shot. So that was nice. No, yeah. Nothing on <laughs> nothing on Otter there, but off of a penalty for hitting. Off a garbage yes. penalty. Ben got a penalty for checking. Yeah, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest penalty ever. I don't know what that ref saw on that play. Yeah. Dude, Wes McCauley has it out for the stars. That's my deep. <laughs> that's my deep state. Uh, that's my deep state conspiracy theory that Wes McCauley hates us. Mm-hmm. Well. Then uh, Jason Robertson would get rewarded with an easy goal because he scores so many hard goals anyways. Just give him an easy one. Made it 7-3, and just, I, I mean, it was fantastic. The the, the way yep. the Stars played a majority of the game, I'd say 99.99% of it was just absolutely excellent. All of my criticisms that I've been saying for weeks, I have no reason to criticize this team at all after this win. I, I have z- yep. nothing. And even the power play that wasn't good tonight, it doesn't matter because all the goals you scored are five on five, right? So, I mean, I can't complain about it if you're you're winning the game. Results are the things that matter. And the the last four games, I think the most important thing is how many goals we scored. We've scored four goals or more in the last four games. Scoring. Scoring good. We're scoring again. We were Mm -hmm. stuck on two or three for like, a month and a half uh-huh. finally getting back to it finally executing on the chances that we get is there anything i neglected to to talk about that y'all want to talk about because we can talk about certain players at this point the defensemen were a lot better tonight too uh miro haskinen and like we said one of the biggest games of the year only 22 minutes of ice time that means everyone else is playing solid enough to be put back out there that's what we need in these big games so hopefully the d who is fluctuating in how good they are can be consistent when crunch time comes and in the playoffs that's every game so <laughs> super important super I, super important i thought hawk and paul was absolutely amazing now he, he had, had one five of the best hits. games of his season he had five hits like half of them on mckinnon i swear he had like a plus four on the night it was it was a plus crazy four. night for him yeah especially after having a rough couple of weeks i feel like he, he really the whole stepped team. back up yeah yeah also, the three stars of the game are great. They chose Pavelski for the first one, Marchment for the second, and Jamie Benn for the third. <laughs> Jason Robertson doesn't even make the sheet. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, two Jason Robertson. <laughs> doesn't matter. These guys haven't scored in 20 games. They get the first yeah. stars. That guy always scores. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week... New customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. 
Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I really want to see the Mavs do really well. So with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So just taking a look at some of the the stats in today's game, 11 players end up with a point tonight. And then here's something else that kind of shows you how good Hawkenpah was today. He has zero points, but he's a plus four. That's insane. Yep. That's that's very abnormal. And again, I know we talk about all the time we hate the plus minus stat over a long period of time. But in a short period of time or especially one game, looking at that, that tells you how good of a game Hockenpah had. He played 20 minutes. <laughs> Only two less than, than Miro, and that's saying a lot. So yep, For sure. Okay, and uh, we we obviously got to talk about uh, two big players today. Uh, Max Domi makes his Dallas Stars debut. I, I can't believe it's 20 minutes into the podcast, and we, we're just now talking about that. <laughs> but, I mean, the, everybody was good tonight, and then even like the, the ABC broadcast, they didn't mention Domi as a Dallas Star until five minutes into the first period. I'm like, it takes you that long to talk about a, a player mm-hmm. making his debut? Yeah. With so many storylines, it's I don't really blame them. <laughs> That's true. But the what what was specific, if anything, that you saw about Max Domi's play that kind of made you excited or gave you hope that he was going to be a good fit for this team? Confidence with the puck was my big thing. I mean, his stick handling, he knows where the puck is at all times. His passing, he knows where the puck's going to go every single time. So I think he him being really confident paired with Mason Marchment, who probably isn't the most confident guy with the puck. <laughs> I got, I kind of like that as a pairing. I think the biggest thing for me was the one play he had where they scored off of it. He got to the zone and instead of trying to like pass it off to Sagan or something, he realized he had the time to just wait there and let the play develop. And, yeah. and that, that really got us into the zone real easily. And, and the abs were scrambling at that point. He ends with uh, about 16 minutes of ice time tonight. So not not bad for a guy making his debut. It's not like he was sheltered or anything like that. And um, the, the craziest thing is he didn't have a practice or a morning skate. It's the yeah, first time he's played with his line mates. <laughs> ever. Hockey players are so good. Hockey players are so good. That's insane. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? What I particularly liked about Domi is that he – for me, he was very nervous at the beginning of the game. And I, I could easily tell because he had a couple of turnovers. But what was awesome about his line mates in particular, Tyler Sagan, uh, helped him mop it up. Like it, he, I think he turned the puck over at least two or three times in the first 10 minutes that I noticed. But it didn't matter because the Stars were playing were playing backup. There, there was somebody back there helping him out. 
And that goes to kind of my next point and the fact that the Stars had some problems getting out of their own zones, but it was nowhere near as bad as it's been the past two months again. I mean, I mean, and then when they weren't able to get it out of the zone, they were winning the puck battles along the boards when they couldn't get it out. I mean, like, I would say give it like, if I give it a percentage, like 80% of the time, 82% of the time, something like that, where they were able to get it out and win that second puck battle to get it out of their own zone. So I, I thought that was fantastic. Yep, agreed. So and another player we kind of have to mention, and again, we're 25 minutes in, we haven't even talked about it yet. Um, Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn is presented with his silver stick officially for getting his 1,000th game as an NHL player. And, he, I mean, he, he does everything for this team. And we rightly criticized him this offseason. We all did. And the amount of money that he's making and everything like that, you can't do you can't do that this year you absolutely can't because okay he may not be scoring at the same rate that he was when he won the art ross okay he's not gonna get 80 points anymore like he did but he's doing everything else man i mean he's he is just a beast to play against nobody likes to play against him because he's just a monster he's the power forward that like every team in this league i think would probably want and then on top of that he's leading along this next generation of Dallas Stars players with Wyatt Johnston going along the way, who's going to be a superstar in this league if he keeps playing the way he's been playing. So not only is he does he have his Renaissance season going on, and he's going to he, – I think he hits 30 goals this season the way he's playing. He, he He's doing so much more. Yep. I think Which the... is crazy, especially considering last season. He played all 82 games last season and didn't hit 20 goals. And now he is well past 20 already. So the stride he took and like just taking it to another level and finding a different way to play was the big thing. We talked about that all last offseason, that he needed to find a different way to play. And playing on that third line, he's definitely found his spot at least. Or maybe we can give some credit to DeBoer on that. Yeah, I don't know that he's playing any differently, honestly. Because he's still playing his his physical heavy. I mean that's that's what's more impressive to me is that he's still he's still the Jamie Ben that has played for this team for for forever. He is constantly hitting, he's headhunting it feels like every shift. He's fighting for pucks in front of the net. He's knocking people to the ice. And now he's just he's just able to score again. I don't know I don't know how that works, whether it's just him playing less time, being able to do more of that or what, but it has been absolutely amazing to see. Yeah, I think he's playing less time. Playing against the lower lines definitely helps. But then the the biggest thing I was thinking about when I was talking about changing the way he plays was him on the power play on that first unit. That's really where I think he's made the biggest try. I think he has 10 power play goals this season, which is just crazy. And yeah, so... Uh, that that's where i was more thinking he also has two shorthanded goals yeah so (laughs) just a fantastic comeback year for jamie ben he's fantastic and just overall just as a stars captain he's the best stars captain ever in history the end um and just as a player with having so many different coaches he always is the first guy to buy in and buys in the most there was never a problem with oh jamie's not listening to the coach oh there's a problem with jamie and the coach he is always the first guy to listen and to buy into what's going on to try and help the hockey team win. He cares about the Dallas stars winning hockey games. He could care less that he has 25 goals this season. 
If if he could trade all of his goals for four more wins, he would do it in a heartbeat. So with his assist tonight, he now has more points in this season than any of the last five seasons that he's had. He had 53 points in 2018-2019, and he had 79 in 2017-2018. He has 54 points this season, and this season's not done. There's still 20 games left. So I, I you could easily see him getting – I don't think he's going to get to 70, but definitely in the mid-60 point-wise, I think he's going to be able to do that. And I, I really think just the answer is is he's he's just playing less minutes. So he doesn't have he, he doesn't have the same energy that he did when he was in his mid twenties. And he's he's being asked to play less minutes and he's just able to be more effective because he's going all out in the less minutes that he's been given. So it's I just it's, I just it's think also his shot percentage is ridiculous right now. He's seven. It is above percent. average. But, oh yeah, oh, over his <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, and I do agree with you. And yes, it, when y'all were talking about power play points, he now has twenty power play points on the season, and he hasn't had oh he hasn't had twenty since the twenty seventeen eighteen season when he had twenty two. So. Again, that's probably another reason. Like, like you said, Chris, it's just a resurgent on the power play. Um, how did y'all feel about the the line combos in general, the forward line combos? Because I, I thought the way that they came out, that they were they were perfect. It, it seemed like the the way that they came out. Now, again, it's one game, and we got to be careful about that. But I thought that the way that the line com- combos came out today were absolutely amazing that the way they were i think the most important thing is being able to slide uh slide delandra all the way down to the fourth line honestly i mean it's just it how he plays fits how a fourth liner plays it is just hard it's it's just working for the puck constantly and and that's that's we we lost that completely when with glendening and kibirata out i mean we didn't have a fourth line Mm -hmm. yeah and now we definitely do. Yeah, on paper, this is the correct way to put the lines together. I mean, and it works perfectly. So hopefully paper is just correct. <laughs> so I, I did want to talk about some some things that I, I've seen a lot on, and then we'll mention the Texas Stars game last night. I don't know if y'all saw that. That was that was <laughs> yeah. I, went, I went back in <laughs> and found it and, and watched it. Oh man, it was a full playoff game. I'm so, I, it makes me want to go and watch a Texas Stars game here in the next couple of months, maybe even in the playoffs. We'll see. But uh, before that, um, do you all think that Thomas Harley is going to be a part of this team, whether it's in for the rest of this season or in the playoffs? He has to because, be. Because it looks like that Nil went out and did his due diligence and looked to see if there is a defensive option out there that he thought would actually be an upgrade over Ryan Suter or whoever else is on the bottom third pairing. And I would argue that he didn't find one because obviously he didn't trade for one. So that would make Harley kind of like the trade deadline acquisition for the stars on the blue line. And, and, a lot of people have argued that that's something that we still need is we we just need one more defenseman and that might put us over being a quote unquote contender. What, I, what are your thoughts on that? I think 
the biggest thing for me I, I'm almost positive Harley will be playing before the end of the season. Even even if he doesn't play in the season, he'll play in the playoffs because someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> he's he's going to have to play. So I I mean I, I think adding Max Domi really helps a lot because we're able to go back to running all four lines again. And we we now know that the third line is going to score more than likely. You don't have just I mean, the third line for the whole year felt like it was just it was it was kind of there. They they didn't really and third line. I mean, I mean Sagan's line, but yeah, it, it just felt like they 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 never ever clicked with anyone. It felt like I mean Sagan and Marchment had some some going on, but there was no one else to play with them for the whole year. And now with Domi, it it feels like we finally at least solidified our forwards. So before it felt like we didn't have a solid bottom six on our forwards or bottom four on our defensemen. And now we at least have some stability here. Yeah. I think Harley, Harley's been tried late in the season, two other times already in his career. And it hasn't worked out either time. And that's the only thing that's kind of keeping me away from I, testing him out. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be, we're testing him out. I think he's going to have to play. I don't think it matters. Yeah, but it. I, I'm just saying, it, it, assuming no one gets hurt, assuming no one gets hurt, I don't think he comes in. Yes, Even if someone does true, get hurt, I think the coaching staff just trusts Hanley more. Maybe. I think it really depends also on who is out of the lineup as well. So if, let's say, Lindell's out of the lineup, maybe, or uh, God forbid, Mira Haskinen, I think we would need somebody like Thomas Harley to come up and and kind of play still the minute quarterback. Yeah, and and I mean no one's going to replace what Miro does, and Har- we don't expect Harley to do that. But Harley is a puck moving defenseman, and I I would argue right now the only real puck moving defenseman we have that we fully one hundred percent trust is just Miro. I think Nils is uh I say Nils Lundqvist. Is coming is coming along. He he's coming along. He's slowly starting to to get that. Yes, but we've seen that he's needed rest. He got he got scratched for a while, about a week and, and he needs a half. To be protected a little bit too. Yes, honestly. and and he's not fully getting it up there. So that's what she said. <laughs> my argument to you, Chris, <laughs> is that the way Harley has played in the AHL this season is very different. Then we've seen him the previous two times he's tried to come up and play with its with the big boy club. But the AHL is very different from the NHL. I mean, and everyone talks too. about how big of a step it is speed wise, even. So I don't know. I, I like the idea. I love the idea of having someone come up from our own system and make a big splash. But it's yeah. I just think it, it might end badly and ruin the good year that Harley has had in the AHL is what I'm worried about. And uh, Drew with a really decent point over here. I think that could probably help him out. But I don't think you call him up, Drew says. Harley, I think, would benefit from a great Calder Cup run in the That's AHL. And and the thing is, is the Texas Stars are they're a juggernaut right now in the AHL with the way they're playing. And, I mean, I think they have a shot to win the Calder Cup again. So it's it's been a long time since they've had a chance to win. Like when Jamie Benton went down and played – in the AHL playoffs. So that was a long time ago. So I, I think he would benefit greater from a Calder Cup run down there 
than he would coming up and playing third pairing minutes for the big boy club. But I mean, so, if if you need him, you need him. Yeah, so, th- and yeah. that's the that, other, that, yeah, that's, that's the problem. Point. We've put ourselves in a position where if we need him, he's going to play. <laughs> we have no one else true. to play. But I feel a lot more confident confident about him coming up now because of the way that he's played this season. So if he, if and or when he gets called up, I mean, I will feel a lot better about him coming up than I have in previous times. Okay, so let's just go ahead and talk about the Texas Stars. It's a good segue into it, and then we'll, we'll cut it off here tonight. Uh, Stars Twitter last night was just blowing up over the, the AHL game that, that was there. Of course Twitter was blowing up. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that was a great <laughs> AHL night, man. Yeah, so I and I don't normally watch AHL games. Every once in a while, I'll I'll find one and, and go and watch it. But after the game was over and I saw what happened, it, I had to go and and figure out what the heck happened. But I watched the highlights first, and I was just like, "Oh, this looks like a game that you got to get into. You got to watch." So I watched it from the beginning, and it was just play after play after play. Just both sides, both sides were just fantastic. And then in the last five minutes. You know, these teams are looking like they're going to be facing off at each other at some point in the playoffs. The Milwaukee Admirals and the Texas Stars. There's just an all-out line brawl. And then Askarov, who is a first-round pick for the Nashville Predators, who looks like he's going to be the next UC Soros for them. And uh, Remy Poirier, go at it, man. And I was first and Askarov, AHL game too. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, dude, it's like his first AHL Welcome. game. And like, you know, Dobby's gone. He got traded to Chicago. And so it's, you know, it's Remy taking over the net because Matt Murray is up in with uh, Dallas. And it's it's kind of like a, here you go, buddy. Just throw you in. Go it. And Poirier's just like, just. Oh, he's already eating. a Texas Stars legend. Already Texas Stars <laughs> legend. Love it. Wasn't so, there like 90 something penalty minutes in that game? Yeah. So it was, it it was, was something crazy. It was close to 100. Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, it, that's good for hockey, right? Especially yeah, for the for AHL. Sure. That's good for the AHL because it, it every once in a while. <laughs> every okay, every once in a while, yes, that's true. But it, it's good for hockey. It, it, I love to see that, and hopefully, the uh, Texas Stars will also have a deep run in the AHL playoffs, like the Dallas Stars hopefully will in the NHL. For sure, at least go check out that line brawl. It was that was awesome. it was it was vintage. <laughs> it was '90s hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what I also loved about it is that uh, the Texas Stars Twitter just went into it, man. All they, they were just going all in on this line brawl. I was like, watch this, and like, blah, 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 blah. And look, there's a goalie fight. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Okay. All right, we're already at almost 40 minutes. So y'all got anything else to say? Nope. It's nice to win. win. We like. <laughs> it's nice to win and like 100% deserve the win. And do it against a really good team who's been doing really well recently. They've, they won 14 out of their last 19. So I absolutely love to see that. All right. Uh, well, anyways, we will be back with you guys again when the Stars take on the Calgary Flames, who look like they're not going to make the playoffs, you guys. So we'll be with you guys on Monday night when that happens. And then again on Thursday when the Stars take on the surging Buffalo Sabres. So that'll be really interesting, too, to see how the Stars can uh match up against the buffalo sabers there because like i said they've been doing really well as well but anyways since i do it didn't do it at the beginning thank you to our sponsors DraftKings sportsbook raycon use that promo code thp and the next time you're there we thank them for being our sponsors go out and check out starcastic remarks.com for all the latest starcastic remarks stuff 
there is a special announcement that will be dropping over the next couple of days. Stay tuned to all of our social media accounts for that. Make sure you follow so that you guys can get that news from us there. That will be coming very, very soon. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we, we'd really appreciate it if you guys would retweet it, leave us a comment. Um, I mean, hit the notification bell, all that stuff, you know, that people say all the time in videos like this. But anyways, along with Chris, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. James, Chris, take us out. Say it together. Get together. Boys. Oh, my gosh. Boys. Oh, my gosh. Whatever.